Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of Six Point Weekend. It is um, it's an express edition of Six Point Weekend today. Um, actually, it's still 66.67 percent weekend. We're still going with that. We are. I okay. mean, did it happen again? Okay. Did it happen again? All right. Yeah. Sure. It did. Sure. Um, sitting across from me is Ebony. Hi. I'm Jonathan. Thank you very much for listening this week. Um, again, as you said, it's a um, it's an express edition. Um, Ebony and I are here. Um, I have uh, a chai, and Ebony has air. Um, <laughs> and we're just gonna talk about what happened this last weekend. And um, but first, before we get into the dead whales, and we have a really nice interview with um, Nipun Chopra yes. from Sock Takes. Yes. Um, make sure you stay tuned for Hashtag that. Hashtag Beautiful Game Network. Hashtag BGN. Um, Ebony. Yeah, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network, we are we are. not? We are. Yeah, who else brings us here today? We're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company. That's tastybeverageco.com. Stop by the uh, Raleigh location. Get yourself a free koozie if you tell them Six Point Weekend sent you. And they have the new Hot Flies in cans starting today. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. Hashtag we're also, blessed. <laughs> we're also a part of the Beautiful Game Network with uh, Napoleon from Sock Takes. That's bgn.fm on Facebook and Twitter. We're also friends of the pod on Soccer and Sweet Tea. Hashtag SNST fam. Thank you. And we're also on Patreon if you like what you hear. Every dollar counts. That's patreon.com slash six point weekend. Your turn for this horrible sponsor. <laughs> six Point Weekend is brought to you by Hot Dogs, the official sandwich of Six Point Weekend. I hate you so much, Justin. Oh, man. <laughs> Just wait until you get to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the Dead Whales. They provided... um. Uh, the 75% uh, of the 66.67% of wow. the six points. That was a lot of math. Yeah. Three, okay. uh, they, they, three of the four of the six. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. My Quick head math, and I did it correctly this time. <laughs> Look so at you. don't at me or please at me and say, oh, wow, Jonathan, you used to be an engineer. <laughs> Good job on the math this time around. And I will say thank you very much. I really appreciate it. But you know what math is really important? What? Three. Oh, yeah. Three points. Three points. Three points. At Tampa Bay, what's up? <laughs> um, because they came up here, they beat us 3 0. Yeah. First game of the season, and we didn't see them since. 3 1. Okay, it was 3 1. You're correct. I just remember the three goals and being sad. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, Marcel Canziora um, headed in at goal number 1,000 of the year. Um, actually, quick shout out. Um, for those of you that follow the USL on social media, which I hope you do, um, my good friend Gus made that animation that you saw about the 1,000 goals being scored this year. I did not see it, but I shall go watch it. You should go it. see it. It's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so Marcel Canziora put in um, goal number 1,000 of the year. Um, and goal number one for the NCFC of the night. Yeah. Uh, the Wales won 2-0. That was a good goal. I that mean, was. he was unmarked, but, I mean, that was a hell of Miller, a header. Miller put a, put a ball right on his head. Just to put it at the back, like he headed it right back post. It was beautiful. Uh, I mean, Rios' goal is really good too. Yes, um, <laughs> talking about Rios' goal, um, just hearing the life and the air come out of the um, the broadcasters gave me so much <laughs> life. Like that's that's the thing that I like most. <laughs> you gotta give you gotta give props to whatever supporters group. What are their names? Ralph's Mob. That, that sure. Yeah, they were very loud. They were very loud. Shout but that's out to also Ralph's because Mob. they were also in like the top of the bleachers yeah. where the baseball field comes in. True. Um, so they were right next to the um, broadcast booth. Very so, true. So, but I mean, but for real, shout out to Ralph's Mob. They've been really cool. 
Um, they've come up and tailgated with us over the years since we've been in the same league forever. Mm. Um, they've always come up and tailgated um, with TSF back in those days. Um, they're cool people. Shout out to Ralph's Mob. Sure. But most importantly, shout out to the Dead Whales. <laughs> Six unbeaten, three wins out of six unbeaten. You know what? And I will do it. I will hold your beer. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I will hold your beer because <laughs> I didn't have faith at all. I will admit that right yeah. here, right now. And I had no faith. Ebony, what did I say every week? <laughs> what did I say? There's all soccer is crazy. Yes, sports are weird. Sports are weird. Sports are weird. And what did we say all all year about this team that they had the talent? Did they have not? the talent. They Did definitely have the talent to make it to the playoffs. And you know what? They're proving <laughs> Closing it. In. They're proving it. They are now in 10th above Matthews. Four points out of a playoff spot, which uh, in, uh, Nashville holds right now. Yeah. But Nashville also lost to Toronto, so they should feel very bad about themselves. Yeah. You know what's happening right now? Toronto's in- about to go on a run, too. Hmm. <laughs> what? Sports are weird. <laughs> Sports are weird. Only one Toronto team can win a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, that's really funny. Um, on a on a tangent about that, I always joke about with the city of Chicago about how um, the success of each of the teams are inversely proportional to one another. That only one team can be good at a time. So if the Cubs are good, then all of the other cities, all of the other teams in the city are bad. Or if they're all equally mediocre, then they're all equally mediocre. But only one team can excel at one time. <laughs> But um, so I guess that's what's going on with Toronto right now. But anyway, like I was going to say, you know how I see North Carolina FC right now? The oh. Red Squadron approaching the Death Star. Wow. How nerdy did you just get on me right there? I mean, some, I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to be Luke going into the <laughs> trench run and not Porkins. Oh. But <laughs> we're, we're getting ready to do some damage. Oh. Six unbeaten, three wins all season long saying, you know, we're, we're – we were a four-game win streak away from the playoffs, and now here we are, three wins and six unbeaten. Oh, my God. So I'm really just – I'm really hoping that we just can ease off the panic button just a little bit. Well, you've always said – you've been saying it for the last couple of podcasts. Yes. If we win in Indy, we don't miss the playoffs. And that's happening tomorrow as we record this on August 14th. Um, They will play – Um. In Indianapolis tomorrow. At Lucas Oil. At Lucas Oil. Hopefully we play the right type of football since they're keeping the NFL lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grid lines and all. Yeah. Um, so Indy is, um, they are the rabbit right now. They're in eighth. Mm-hmm. They're 32 points. If we win, I mean, so does anybody else play tomorrow? Not are we the only team? I think so. If we're the only team, we win tomorrow and we go into a playoff spot. No. Yeah, because they're 32. We have 30 points. We go to 33, and we go into eighth. We're a plus-five goal differential, and he's at two. So we win, we pass him on points, and we go into eighth, into a playoff spot, into the promised land. Into the promised land. Into the promised land. I keep thinking six, not eight. I'm thinking MLS for six. No, yeah. It's eight. Top eight. Top eight. Top eight. Um, and anything anything happens in eight. I, I, You know what? I need to brush up on the um, USL playoff format. I can't remember if it's single or... Um, it's nope. a single elimination, single. I think, and then they go to two legs for the quarters or semis. I or mean, is it just single? Last year was such a shit show. I that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was really bad. It was. Um, we'll research and we'll come back. Of course, you know, I guess we should have researched beforehand, before we actually got here. Well, I didn't know we were going to get to the <laughs> <laughs> So I felt no need to look at, at playoffs, th- like playoff format. Because... 
two months, like a month ago, mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to spell NCFC playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> playoffs, we gotta talk about playoffs. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so the fact that we're in the position we're in right now is so amazing. I don't know what to do. Daniel Rio scored again, and I saw it. And you know, I I meant to say Rios. I know I said Little Miss, but I meant to say Rios. I'm like Rios is gonna score late, and he did. He, yeah, and he continues to be on the hunt for the Golden Boot. Correct. Um, could be the third player in franchise history to win a Golden Boot uh, on the on the men's side. Yeah, that is because yeah. you know. The courage. Yeah, you know. The courage. <laughs> you don't even have to say anything else. Just the courage. The courage. Um, but oh my goodness. Um, literally, if we win tomorrow, we're in a playoff spot. And I continue. I know I said it for the last three weeks. I'm going to say it again just so I can keep it on record. If we win this match tomorrow, I don't think that we miss the playoffs. Because we go to – so, we, I mean, we've been on the road. We've been on the road. We come home. We come home which on is the 25th important. against Matthews. Yeah. What if we so we come home? What if we come home with two wins? Then it's Matthews, then and then it's, it's Tampa, and then it's Nashville. And honestly, if we get into a spot where like we beat Charlotte, we beat Matthews, knock knock knock. Um, and after that, it's Tampa. I mean, of course, we're skipping um, Red Bulls too, but Indy, Indy Red Bulls too. Um, this this stretch is really a big stretch for us coming up. I'm I'm going to continue to say that if we win, I still don't think we miss the playoffs. This is fine. I mean, we're gonna run into a rough spot of continuing on the road, going to Red Bulls too. Matthews coming in, you know they're gonna come in hair on fire um, to um, Salem Stadium and Wake Med Soccer Park. Trademark. And Tampa Bay is coming back for revenge, and then you get Nashville. Who's been, you know, a club that's been in the Up playoffs? Up and down. Yeah. I mean, so I mean they've, they've been consistently at the top, but their form has not been, has been up and down. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, like on paper, they're ahead of us. So yeah. that's the team that you have to chase. Yeah. So we're going to be running into a tough spot, and this team is really going to, they're going to assert themselves. I mean, they the, seem the, ready for it, though. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the old adage is, you know, you'll find out if this team is real or not. This team has already proven what they are at this point. And they're they're here to be a competitive team. However, I'm really saying that this stretch of matches coming up is going to be real important for us to see what's going to shake out for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm ready. Like, on the 25th, that's going to be the game that you say Indy. Yeah. I say Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's going to be my game of if we win, there's absolutely no way we don't carry that high. To the rest of the, to finish the season and not make a playoff spot. Cause I mean the se- the seasons we're pretty close to being we're, done. We're almost there. Like today is August the fourteenth. Literally two months from now is the end of the season. Yeah. Eight weeks. Yes. That's it. That's a lot of games in eight weeks, though. It's a lot of games in eight weeks. This is true, but it's eight weeks. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back next week and it's going to be seven, and that number is going to keep dropping. Of course, quick maths. Quick maths. <laughs> I mean, we're the time is running low, and if they can knock out, I don't know. So let's take a look. We got Red Bulls, Matthews, Tampa. Excuse me, Red Bulls, Matthews, Tampa, Nashville. That's uh, four matches. Yep. Um, I mean, if we get eight points, nine points out of that, I think we're fine. 
I can eight, see eight, eight points. I can see eight points. Yeah. Eight points. And two I'll, two and wins, I'm two draws. Happy. I'm super happy with eight points. If we get two wins and two draws out of that uh, with with the hope that we win tomorrow, <laughs> that's ten unbeaten. And this is what we've just been waiting for for this team all year long. We saw them go on that crazy run at the end of last year. We've seen them make Wake Med a, a fortress. You know, I always talk about Dave. Like one of my favorite memories is when this team went undefeated at home as the Railhawks. And this team is, I mean, they're not on the verge of, you know, the same as being undefeated as home for an, for an entire yeah, year. No. But we're six unbeaten right now. Did you think? This was going to happen about a week ago, two weeks ago. I mean, of course, this is during the run. All right, so let's go a month and a half ago. No, God, no. <laughs> and then we go back to March when at the, at the beginning of the year, we sat around the table and we didn't know what to expect out of this team. We were saying, you know, like, are they going to be a playoff team? Maybe. I said, yeah. I thought they had an outside chance. You know, a lot of people were, you know, realistic. I was optimistic. And... You know, we weren't really sure. And, of course, like, the only thing that we all really settled in on was beat Matthews three times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing That's we cared about. Death taxes and beat Matthews. Death taxes beat Matthews. <laughs> and, and now here they are on a six-match on Beaton Street. Yeah. Like, honestly, after looking at what happened in the first couple weeks of the year, I thought six unbeaten was an outside problem. Like not not even an outside possibility. It was never. I didn't think it was going to happen. Like it, two months ago, I never thought a six match on beat streak was going to happen. I'm so glad to be wrong. Oh yeah, of so course. So glad to be wrong. So now we go into Indy. Yeah. We've we've always talked about Indy. They're they're a tough physical team. We've seen them in NASL, and now we're going to see them in USL. They got us earlier in the season. How do you think we fare? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. The easy answer is for me to say we draw. Yeah. My my gut says draw. Yeah. But my heart. My heart. <laughs> it's it's the hope that kills you, Jonathan. <laughs> you are so right. But my heart I I want an, I want two one. I want two one. Like this an emotional goal late. Another late goal. That's what I see happening. It's gonna be crazy for us to go up into Indy. I'm pretty sure they're going to have the roof closed. I mean, have they played with the roof open at all this year? I don't know. I don't watch indie games. I mean, that's 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 completely fair. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm assuming that they play with the roof closed. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a very strong assumption. Um, so, we're going to go into an environment that we haven't been in for five years. Shout out to, uh, to Seth on um, the SNST Slack earlier today talking about the only other time that the whales have played in a dome was when they went up to play um the loons you remember oh. you remember when um when enzo martinez scored that 25 yard uh screamer yeah yeah that's the last time we played in a dome five years ago that's a long time so long time back when we were still the Railhawks, and still in uh section 309 yeah yeah still in orange still in orange. still in orange but you know, so this team really has a possibility to go out and do something that, you know, a lot of people, including myself at the beginning of the year, did not expect to happen. To go from six to seven unbeaten. I, I mean, go, I'm going to go a 2 2 draw. That's fair. 2 2 is probably the most expected outcome. Yeah. I'm going to sit on 2 1. I mean, Indy, Indy has a lot of firepower. 
Of course they do. This is a team, like, you know, we've always used Indy as a bellwether. Like, even when we were in the NASL, it was always, okay, are we going to beat Indy? Are we going to go to Indy and win? Shout out to uh, to Brickyard for the, um, and, uh, and Slaughterhouse and all of the supporters groups up there for the atmosphere that they provide. Yeah. Because Cause playing in a NFL stadium has got to be tough. Right. But even even before they were there, when they were at um, IUPUI, forgive me for not remembering, um, Rensselaer? No, that's in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the stadium, but you would watch Indy and they would fill that, fill that stadium. Side, yeah. And it's beautiful. the Brickyard brickyard section would be giant and all the smoke, which of course they can't have anymore. And we'll hear a little bit of uh, Nipun Chopra talking about that. But they always provide a solid atmosphere and it's going to be tough. To go in there, I think we're ready for it. Though they're hungry, they're 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 looking at the stats just as much as we are, and they're saying, "We just need one more." And after they get that one more, we just need one more. You can see it; like they're they're hungry and they're ready, and they're like they're they're dying to go on this run with us just as much as we are. Right. So, I see them. I see them getting a result, whether it's a win or a draw. I think they do it. And I think we go to seven unbeaten. Yeah. I'm going to throw it out there. Seven unbeaten. And then they come back home, they rest, and they go to Red Bulls. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to not – just to, to win two in a row is hard in any sport. Uh, or even in soccer and hockey, you know, to go unbeaten in two matches – in a row. That's hard. Yeah. Winning a game is hard. This team has done it for a month and a half. Yeah. A month and a half. I love it. I love it so much. So we're at Indy tomorrow. And then um, we are at Red Bull 2. Yep, on Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Tell them the good thing we're going to do next Tuesday. Oh, boy. Um, so, first and foremost, there will be a watch party. Yes. And um, we... Uh, right here at London Bridge Pub. Yeah, we might be there. Maybe. Maybe. Doing a podcast. Probably. Probably. Live podcast. You know, um, whenever I think about a live match cast, you know what I always think about? What? Um, Barnsley 2, Arsenal 1. <laughs> Why? I mean, not, not Barnsley. Uh, Bradford City. Okay. Yeah, oh. Bradford City. Because then they um they did a live match um broadcast of when they beat Arsenal in the FA Cup. Ooh. Yeah. Speaking of FA Cup, we'll go back to that when we after we do courage, but FA yeah. Cup, ESPN plus. Uh yeah. We'll go into that in a second. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um but yeah, so um please come hang out with us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um yeah. talking about um the whales and hoping that they win against the baby bulls and Hopefully going to a ton beaten. <laughs> oh, it's man. a lot of knocking. <laughs> it's a lot of knocking. It's a lot of things that we hope to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you say 2-2. I do. I say 2-1. Yep. Um, what we're going to do, um, we're going to bring on our guest, Nipun Chopra from Sock Takes, and we're going to ask him about, um, about Indy, about his supportership for Indy, and about what he thinks will happen, and you're going to hear him. Uh, talk about Indy and their transition and how he's watched them transform right here. So I'll start with the first, uh, the second question first, which is, 
uh, what is the transition from NASL to USL been like for us? Um, I think it's definitely resulted in increased stability uh, for the players, the fans. We're not worried as much whether we'll have a team next year, uh, whether we'll have a league next year. So there's definitely added stability. Um, there's a lot better organization in the USL uh, in terms of the match structure. The ESPN Plus deal, I think, has been fantastic for all the teams, including Indy 11. Uh, getting to watch almost every game on ESPN Plus has been great. Um, the the overhead, some of the overheads we experienced uh, back in the NASL with having to support other teams that were that didn't have owners, uh, some of that has now disappeared as well. So uh, I think it's overall been a overwhelming positive to go from NASL to USL. Uh, in terms of Lucas Oil, it's a bit more of a mixed bag. Um, there are positives. One of the positives is that there are locker rooms. Uh, a lot of uh, people don't realize that uh, the stadium we played in earlier, the mic, didn't have locker rooms for the players. So uh, that was kind of embarrassing to have a player like Raul, who at the time was playing near Cosmos, come to a stadium where there was no locker room. It was kind of embarrassing. So, um, you know, having locker room, having world-class facilities at Lucas Oil, has um, been a plus. Uh, being closer to downtown has been a plus. Um, the, the the facilities available to us have been fantastic. However, there is a uh, second part to this, which is being at Lucas Oil has also meant less independence for the supporters to be able to do what they want. For example, uh, the you, fans who used to follow Indy 11 in the NASL days, will remember the smoke. Now there is no smoke at Lucas Oil. Um, in, in, on top of that, we have now, as of today, it's uh, official, uh, those of us who, who follow the team have known for a while, but it's official uh, that they will, the football lines will be uh, visible from now on because they've been painted on for NFL, uh, for Colts. Um, so that's the optics of that is, are pretty ugly. And in terms of optics, Finally, I'll end my long-winded answer here. In terms of optics, having 10, 15,000 uh, fans in a 65,000-seater is always going to be a difficult sell because you can never convince people that there are actually 10,000 people there when it looks almost empty because of how many empty seats there are. So that those optics have also hurt Indy 11. So North Carolina FC is coming to this game uh, unbeaten in six. Um, Indy has always been a tough team. It's, it's been something that's been going on ever since we've been playing um, in the yeah. NASL. Um, and got three points in a rainy match earlier this year. How do you see um, this match shaking out this weekend? And who should we look for from Indy? Yeah, Indy's an interesting tactical team uh, because – we are a very defensively oriented uh, structured team. We play with at least two holding midfielders at any given minute. That's the way Martin Rennie likes to play. Uh, we like to use our wingers to create space and create uh, opportunities down the flanks, uh, specifically Tyler Pasher, who really is a player that uh, North Carolina fans should look out for. Uh, very, very talented, has come through the PDL ranks. Um, I think it was in Michigan that he played in the PDL. Um, very quick, has a good 
cut back, can can get go past people both with speed and trickery, and it really has been our most productive player in terms of outfield production. In terms of uh, the other the other things that other thing North Carolina supporters should look out for, or North Carolina, Carolina FC as a team should look out for, are set pieces, uh, which have been a huge strength for the eleven. Both uh, the the ability of Sunni Saad to uh, to strike on goal from 30, 40 yards out uh, in a set piece, as well as from corners where Indy 11 has scored a couple of, or three goals that I can think of. Um, so those are two danger areas uh, that Indy 11 can uh, score on North Carolina FC on. Um, so what's the best thing, in your opinion, about the U.S. supporters culture here, not even in just like lower divisions, like we're obviously Division Two, or the worst thing about it? that you've seen? I think the best thing is the camaraderie um, because ultimately soccer is still a niche sport in America, which means that the people who love it absolutely love it. Uh, they, you know, they put their money behind it. They put their time behind it, painting TIFO, you know, doing everything that people take for granted. It takes a lot of time from these supporters. So, so really the, the camaraderie comes from the fact that it is a niche sport and therefore people, it ties people together. Um, the worst part of it, I think there's some homogeneity to it uh, in the sense that there's a lot of, uh, you know, if you look at the chants, they're basically the same chants and they're gonna replace, you know, Indy 11 with the word North Carolina FC and, you know, come on you boys in blue versus come on you boys in purple. There's a lot of homogeneity uh, that I think is a kind of, uh, annoying is not the right word. I think it's a negative sometimes. Uh, but I think as the sport continues to grow, that will change as well. So uh, I got a question for you here. What's your favorite sport other than soccer? My favorite sport other than soccer growing up was cricket. Uh, I grew up in India and I was obsessed with cricket. I don't get to watch cricket much anymore. But I do love, I do enjoy watching uh, tennis and I, I ran track in college. So I'll still keep up with some track. Here and there, but really, uh, in terms of in terms of watching any sport regularly, it really is only soccer for me. Uh, you mentioned smoke earlier about not having it, Lucas Oil. So my question is, when your team scores, would you rather see smoke or streamers? <laughs> I would rather see smoke because that was just a part of our identity from the beginning, and and uh, those of us uh, in the Brickyard Battalion board did our best to keep that tradition alive. However, uh, you know, it, it, it was out of our hands. And truly it was out of the hands of the club as well, because really the city uh, the city board are the ones that control Lucas Oil. And really there, were, there was no negotiating with them because they're a bunch of uh, uh, hard-headed pricks. So <laughs> uh, that's basically that, that whole thing. I would love to see smoke, but we're stuck with streamers. Um, um, so this is um, a soccer podcast, but it's really a food podcast. So we have a question that we always like to ask us. Is a hot dog sure. a sandwich? Yes, no, or and why? Uh, a hot dog is a sandwich. Because... Oh, I was supposed to like you. You're a Man United fan. Oh, yeah. 
one to <laughs> so four. So I, I always find this whole conversation really funny. I mean, there, there's meat in between two buns. How can it not be a sandwich? <laughs> so easy. This is exactly it's where so I stand. Nipun, thank you for being the first guest to say that a hot dog is a sandwich. Thank you for also being the first guest to be wrong about is a hot dog a sandwich. You are going into the Hall of Fame. Free beer forever. <laughs> All right, so you guys, we have you guys tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, we have you guys tonight. Um, as we record this, what is your soccer? What is your score prediction? Score prediction for tomorrow is a one-one draw. My um, guess is North Carolina through Becker will take the lead, and then we'll score off a set piece because we don't really create much outside of set pieces. So, one-one uh, draw is my prediction. Oh. All right, sounds good, Nipun. Thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully, we'll get a chance to have you on again in the future. Anytime you need me. Pleasure. Thanks. Right. Bye. What a great guest, Nipun yeah. Chopra. Really hope we can get a chance to talk to him again in the future. Yeah. Um, it was really crazy that he talked about supporter culture. Um, because this is actually something I was thinking about not long ago, just for the fact that, you know, the Premier League is back. Yes. I actually care about it again, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Um, although I wish we could have won mm-hmm. on Saturday, but that's a different uh, that's a topic for another time. We won. But um congratulations. Thank you. Um but it's really crazy just thinking about how supporter culture is different across the ocean. Like, in England, the main supporter culture that you see is, you know, just everybody singing. And generally, much louder. Because you get entire, and like, you get the, the cop at Anfield. Yeah. You get all of them singing, and then you get, you know, everybody else around the stadium involved in singing as well. That's not something that you get as much here in the United States, or really just North America supporter, or really just the Americas in general. Like here in the Western Hemisphere, we do things so much differently. It's the fact that we, you know, we have trumpets and we have drums, we have brass sections and all of that. And it's so interesting just to see the divide in between what it's like here and what it's like, you know, in the rest of the world. I, I like it. We, we've made soccer our own thing. Um, like um, like he said, it's it's still a niche here, but we've made it our own, and so it's really cool to see all these different supporter groups have different things. We have what three trumpets now, mm-hmm. a whole drums line. We have a whole drum line, a whole yeah. drum line, and a cowbell. We have a cowbell. <laughs> Shout out Zach. Shout I have a Zach. fever. The only way it can be cured <laughs> with more cowbell. More cowbell. More cowbell. But, like, that's something you're not going to get at every stadium. No. So, yeah, you may hear some of the same chants over and over, but they're going to be spun differently. Right. Because everyone, every supporter group brings their own unique style to it. Some some supporter groups don't have drums. They just bring their voices and stomp their feet. Mm-hmm. That was OCS for a long time, for, like, their first two seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the North Stands. Yeah. We so, did not have a drum. No. Didn't have cymbals. Nope. I had a trumpet when I was there. <laughs> And then most of the time I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just... I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. That's very true. So, I think, yeah, it's really cool to see, like, the whole, like, like I think Anfield is the biggest one you could think of. Right. Because you know at the beginning and end of every game, mm-hmm. you'll never walk alone is going to be played. And the whole stadium is going to sing along. Even if they, after their first game, they're going to know what to do. Like, there are some that do that here, like Sounders do it. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to Portland, they do You Are My Sunshine. Yep. And the whole stadium gets involved with that. 
We're seeing hits by Semisonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not quite on the whole level of the whole stadium getting on on that one. But it's something that we could grow. Yeah. Now maybe it's not Semisonic, <laughs> but I hope I it's love not. <laughs> if I'm honest, you started it. <laughs> it's fun. But it's not something that I don't... Okay, I love closing time so much. It's just, I don't think it's full stadium (laughs) sing-along worthy. It can be. It can be. Let that be be a part of our fortress. (laughs) You know what? Fine. I mean, Minnesota sings Wonderwall. Yeah. Can't get any worse. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I wonder how Wonderwall got to the status that it has now. Because Minnesota? <laughs> Who no. Else is- but I mean, just for the fact of why does everybody hate Wonderwall now? It's- when it was it was a probably decently fine song when it came out. Probably. But, but now everybody hates Wonderwall. It's, it's not the, it's a, it's a song. Yeah. I guess. It's just not something... I'm going to want to listen to every time I go to a soccer game. Yeah, well, maybe it was a good song at one point. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. It's definitely not the one to save me. But um, <laughs> I'm saying soccer, so, soccer culture is what got me into this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like 2014, I came in here, knew no one, 20 years old. And now I have some of, like, some of the, my really good friends mm-hmm. i met at this bar and it was amazing like i didn't get involved in ao until i came to this bar for the world cup shout out Stephen wiley yep and kelly kelly actually was the one that got me in shout out kelly clark yes yes carter carter yes sorry shout out but Ste- shout Stephen out to the- Stephen wiley yep. and kelly carter they're the ones that got me into this the ogs, the OGs. those that came before us and of course um jared Yes, and of course Jared, who started the chapter here. Number three. In chapter zero zero three. Zero zero three. Zero zero three. It's great. Yes. Out of hundreds. Out of I think we're at one ninety something. Yeah, we're about to take over. Yes, but this is not about AO. This no. is about um, um, supporter still, culture. Supporter culture. Like I would have never, I would have never met Ryan if yep. it wasn't for that, and I would have never jumped into the OCS bandwagon. I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. I would never met you. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, not something that would have happened. I think the, the United States soccer culture is so much, I'm not going to say better because I haven't been to to Europe yet. Right. I will be going to Europe though. Right. But I lo- so far it's been great to me and I love it. So it may feel like it's cut and paste at sometimes, but I think it's the right type of cut and paste because everyone – knows everyone it mm-hmm. feels like and everybody accepts everyone like we can be rivals on the field and our teams could hate each other but we're going to tailgate together before and after the game they let us stro- throw streamers in this country yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> so but yeah talking about throwing streamers uh hopefully we'll be doing that this weekend yeah yeah we'll come back and talk a little bit about the courage in a little bit you're listening to six point weekend and we're back in a moment A big congrats to the folks at Hot Fly Brewing Company for releasing their beer package for the first time this weekend. First time. First time. They'll be releasing Beach Beer, Summer Crush, First Priority, and their Jalapeno Saison starting today at Tasty Beverage Co. right here in downtown Raleigh. Stop by, get yourself a a nice four-pack, 
and tell them Six Point Weekend saying you and get yourself a free koozie. That's right here at tastybeverageco.com. Stop by. Congratulations to Hot Fly. See you there. Welcome back to Six Point Weekend. Again, I know you hate when I say it. 66.67%. It sucks because it should have been a six-point oh, weekend. Oh, boy. It really should have been. The courage was so close. Um, 1-1 draw with Chicago. Yes. Um, and, of course, I know I saw um, Justin on Twitter um, retweeted the lineup saying, for those of you wondering if the Courage are going to take their foot off the gas pedal. LOL, no. LOL, no. Um, nah, son. That's not how we operate. <laughs> Hashtag no finish line. Hashtag take, take the stairs. <laughs> Hashtag take the stairs. <laughs> hashtag um, GT, GT. Oh, we got all the hashtags in the world. Did we? What? What was what was last year? What, GT, GT? Yeah. No, that's this year's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Junkyard Dog was last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, um, 1-1 one, one draw. and um, Should have been 2-1. Should have been. Should have been a 2-1 one win. Very close. Um, but Dabinia. Still great. Still great. Still great. I mean... What was what were we saying at the beginning of the year? Like death taxes and Dabinia with a header. <laughs> yeah. Always. All right. It was one it was all one oh wins <laughs> at the beginning of the year and it was Dabinia. Yes. <laughs> and here she comes again. What is which the shortest people on the field getting headers? Shout out Acosta. Luciana Acosta. <laughs> <laughs> Dabinia Acosta. <laughs> what is going on? I know. It's As- great. It's just those passes, man. It's just the right on point. I mean, if you're real good, you're real good. Yeah. Um, but also that was how um Chicago um the Red Stars um got their goal. Um, was it a set Sam piece? Kerr. Yeah, Sam Kerr. Yeah. I, I mean, guys, Sam Kerr's good. If you didn't know. Big if true. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Sam Kerr <laughs> scores goals if you didn't know. <laughs> so she did what she gets paid to do. She scored a goal. I mean, they have been pushing. Like, they were pushing like they were trying to get a playoff spot. Yeah, Shock. they applied a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, we, like, they came at us hard very from the very beginning of the game. Um, then we got our goal. We pushed back a little bit. It was back and forth. And then the second half, it was just like a Chicago attacked, like the whole time. Then they got their goal. Um, I felt like we kind of got back into the game a little bit. Lynn, I thought, scored the winner in, <laughs> in, the, in the last couple of minutes. Gosh, that was so frustrating. But a foul somewhere that maybe was so frustrating because we were all um over at zach's yes um doing a tifo painting party yes. um which is a lot of fun um for those of you who are oak city supporters or if you want to get involved um if you see any info about tifo painting come on and help it's a lot yeah. of fun it's therapeutic yeah it really is therapeutic <laughs> um but yeah so we were there and I saw the goal happen, and everybody was you know, up and shouting, and I was just sitting on the chair, just silent, because I saw the flag go up on the far side. For a foul. She wasn't offside. There was no way you could say it. He no. called a foul, and I was like, where? Like, was he watching a replay of something that happened, like, a couple minutes ago and then blew the whistle? It was crazy. It was really frustrating. Very frustrating, because everybody in the field, like, Kurt, like, the Chicago players didn't protest it. They were just like, damn, she scored. Of course. Because Lynn Williams because, scores goals. Yeah. Yeah. She's a forward that scores goals. I'm sorry, that's that's 
That's Crystal Dunn. I'm sorry. Jill but Ellis she is, is also a four. That's she's also a four. That's factually accurate. Yes. <laughs> she is tied for the boot race, but she is actually in third because one of her goals was on a penalty, which sucks. But whatevs. Whatever. Whatevs. Um, still frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating. But it was still amazing just to watch this Courage team go out yes. on the road again. And so now they stand one match away, Seattle match. Um a draw or a win, and they become, what, the first ever NWSL side to go undefeated on the road? No, second. Second, okay. Se Seattle did it in 2014. Okay. Yes. But either way, that's uh, this club, Like I, I say it every week, Like we are entirely blessed to have this club to watch. Absolutely. They're so amazingly good, and I, I can't believe that they're our team. Mm. I'm so happy. It's amazing. They're, it's amazing. Like, they you can put out the lineup that they put out after winning the Shield. There was no McCall. She's injured, ankle injury. Mm -hmm. But you look at that lineup and you're like, I don't see anything wrong with it. No. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, how do you, how do you have Lynn Williams, Jess McDonald, Crystal Dunn on one side, the Binger on the other side, and still have Hale <laughs> yeah. on the bench with Hamilton and Jenkins and think this team is going to slow down. I mean, they <laughs> they do what they want. Yeah, basically. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, so the Courage, they get a draw. Of course, you know, it doesn't really matter for them because they are already clinched in the playoff spot. Um, but... Now we're still just waiting to see who is it that the Courage are going to see um, in the NWSL playoffs. And fourth right now is Orlando with 30 points. Chicago with the draw, they get to 29, and they still have two games in hand on Orlando. Um, Seattle is second with 36 points, and Portland is third with 32. Um, both Seattle and Portland have 20 matches played. Orlando is 21 with us. And then uh, Chicago has 19, uh, 19 matches played with 29 points. Um, and with them having those two games in hand, it really looks like the door is starting to shut on Utah and Houston. Yeah, If it's not bit. shut already. Um, I mean, Utah's in sixth with 28. Um, Seattle seems to continue to be on the upper trend. Yeah. So it looks like they kind of have second locked up to themselves right now. Right. Um. But third through sixth is only separated by four points. Right. So, but, again, with that, I mean, Chicago is ahead, and there are yeah. two games it's two games in hand with yeah. Utah. Yeah. So that's, like, in, in a vacuum, that's six points, and that puts them up to 35 yeah. into third place. And Utah is two, two points out from Orlando. Portland did themselves a favor. They, they went on the road and beat Orlando. Um, so now they sit in third, like we said. Um if you're the Courage and you're looking at the rest of the table, try to claw for those last, I'm going to say last two spots because I think Seattle kind of has locked theirs up. Yeah. They have, they're pretty much, they're pretty much there. Who do you want to, to gain that, to get that fourth spot? I mean, I think the easy answer is to say that we don't want it to be Utah. I think that's the easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Utah is, is the team that's been in our way the most. Um, so I was talking to Zach about this. Yeah. And Zach was saying, He'd rather Portland either make it and go in fourth mm -hmm. or not make it at all. Because then Portland would have to come here, 
so we can either knock them out right at home right or so we don't have to go there and knock them out right because that's gonna be a hostile environment no exactly. matter what yeah no matter what that's gonna be hostile yeah um, <laughs> so I'd rather I'd rather not have to play them in the final at, at their, their home, home stadium as so not only would we so if we went so if they got third and they beat Seattle I guess because I'm gonna say Seattle has a second spot. So Portland gets third. They beat Seattle. They have to play us in their home as the away team. What? Yeah. That's going to be such a hostile environment. That's it's not something that It's I already going to be hostile because no one likes us. <laughs> I don't care. Hashtag narrative. I have two trophies. Whatever. Right. But that's just – I'm kind of leaning with Zach. I either want them in fourth so we knock them out in the playoff. Yeah. Course. Or I don't want them to make it at all. <laughs> I so. mean, that's that's completely fair. So I guess um, Utah and I guess Portland's on the list of who we would want. I guess in in this scenario, we we want them or we don't want them in the playoff at all. Right. Um, or so, Orlando. I don't yeah, know. I mean, so it basically really comes down to like who would you want, Portland, Orlando, or Chicago? Right. That's basically the question of where we are right now. Yeah. And I don't know. They're home, I, they're I, home I, I guess I think Chicago is the easiest answer because Orlando is going to be a problem. Why? Chicago, I mean, just because of the way that we've played them all year long. There's been so like th- four we, three, four three, and then they lost, and then we beat them three nil. Either way, like four four three happened. Four three did happen, and then you get Chicago. It was, what did we have a four two with Chicago this 4-2. year? Four two, yeah. So, I mean, but we've also we've also had a four two with Washington. And yes, it's true. We had a four-one with Portland. This is true. I mean, three-nil with Seattle. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, thing I is, I have a wall in my head. What do you? Which game you want? <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick facts. Quick facts. Quick facts. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think I would personally want Chicago, even though I know Chicago is going to be really difficult. I know Orlando's. We had be them difficult. last year. We had them last year in the uh, semifinal yep. at home. That I mean, they had our number last year. They really did. They, they really have did. our number this year. No, not really. They they played us pretty tough. They that played was, us really tough last game. Yeah, but they played us tough here. It was four. Actually, it was not four two. It was four one. Oh uh, yeah, four one, and it was only because it was a late penalty uh, at yeah, the end the, of the game. Yeah, the late goal. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to say. I don't know. Like my, I'm leaning Chicago. That's the team that I would want. I would want Portland. Just so Just that, for Team Petty? <laughs> hashtag Team Petty. <laughs> but no, just because, like Zach said, like I'd rather not have to play them at home. Well, it's at their home. Right. They're the away team. Right. It'd be, it'd be weird for one, and two, no, I yeah. just don't want that. Yeah, I mean, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. But before we get too far into the future, um, the Courage are at home this weekend. And if you're listening to this, we are recording again on August 14th. Um, hopefully you're listening to this by the 15th and not any time later because tickets are going real fast yeah. this weekend as the Courage are hosting Orlando. Basically, like how many sections are left? Like a couple. 108 sold out. 107 yeah. is sold out. Basically everything on the 300s right, just from the right of the tunnel yeah. Um, all the way to the north end is sold out. Yeah. So you get two sections <laughs> on the east side line. Um, north stand is almost sold out. 
Um, West Stand has a few sections remaining. Seats in sections, not yeah. the whole section. So we're we're looking we're looking at like seven, eight K plus this weekend. It's gonna be a party. Oh yeah. We love parties. I need I it's gonna have to be a party because it's a shield. We we get an we get another one. We get another trophy. Another one. Another one. Um oh man, it's it's unbelievable just the the amount of support that this team has. Um which you know, coming back around to the dead whales, hashtag support your local team. Yes. But um just the uh, the amount of support and the turnout that the Courage are getting and the amount of tickets that are sold. Um, I'm really excited. Um, uh, 2-0. First the dash? No, Saturday. I'm thinking of the wrong game. You're right. Against the Pride. Yeah. 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, Morgan's hurt. Marta can't string together a pass with her midfield right now. Ashlyn's playing like crap. <laughs> her back line is leaving her high and dry. I mean, and she also just doesn't have the right placement to do anything. That's so whatever crazy. In it's the so crazy watching Orlando. Can we throw streamers to make her pick them up? <laughs> is that a thing? Gosh, I can't believe. Is that a thing? Can that be a thing? I mean, sure. Yes. I mean, we're going to throw streamers regardless. Yes. We're going to throw streamers regardless. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say three one. Ooh, three one. The rare three. The rare three. <laughs> one, two, or four. I know, yeah. but we're gonna go three. And you know what? I'm gonna even name my goal scorers. Okay. I'm gonna say first. I'm gonna say he gives D'Angelo a chance in goal. Yep. Um, because Roland Roland has played really well. Um, but D'Angelo had a phenomenal game in the final. So I Amazing. think he gives her a run out there just because we have the upper, we have we have time and we don't we you know whatever. Um, I say Lynn. Okay. Scores one. Okay. Dabinia. Mm-hmm. Rockets only. Matthias. Okay. I love rockets. <laughs> rockets. The only. rockets are so good. <laughs> um. You know, I was thinking, I thought you might have gone for a double goal score, but the thing is that, like, after you said all of those names, I'm like, yeah. It, can you, can, it. you can literally name anybody in the Courage 11. Man, like, you could her second there. You could say that, you could say that Katie Rowland would score a goal, and I'm like, okay, cool. Cool, yeah, I yeah. see it. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be so much fun to watch them this weekend. So you say 3 3-1. 3-1? Okay, 3-1, I'm 2-0. I, I'm so mad I won't be here for this game. Um, I'm, be, I'm hoping to be there. No, I'll be at a wedding. Uh, so I will be on the coast at a beach. I love weddings. I'll watch on my phone. That's fine. I'll watch all the streamers being thrown on my phone. I will make sure to throw two for you. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate you. It's also Breast Cancer Awareness Night. Yes. Yes. We're very excited about that. Very Shout out excited. to Dara. Congratulations as well. Bring your pink. Bring your pink. Everybody should wear pink. I think we should do an OCS pink out. Yes. I think that should be a thing. That should be a thing. Let's just start spreading it. It's going to be an OCS pink out. I'm just going to wear pink anyway because I like pink. That's fair. Yeah. It's a good color. Yeah. It's a very good color. Very good. Um. Okay. Um. So, so a lot of soccer that happened this weekend, especially since the Premier League came back. Yeah. Um. 
there were a lot of really good goals. Um, I didn't make my lineup. You didn't. So <laughs> for those of you, um, gosh. So last week we sat here. We talked about the 6PL. Um, shout out to all of you who have joined. Um, it's been really fun so far. A lot of competitive scores. Um, Ebony um, was sitting across the table from me, and we're talking about this. And Ebony says, you know what? It's our league, but I haven't made a team. And she said, all right, well, you're going to have to remind me. So it got to it got to Friday, and we're like, Ebony, you have four hours. Actually, no, I, I texted. I think I put in our group chat thirteen at mid, hours at, at midnight. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you have fourteen hours to put a team together. And Ebony said, okay, cool, yeah, I'll do it. And then you ran into some technical issues. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I so I said, yeah, I said, oh, I'll do it in the morning. So I woke up that morning. I made a I made an account. Mm-hmm. It said it was going to send me an email <laughs> so that I could confirm my account. Did you check your spam? I checked everything. Mm. And then and then I was like, oh, wait, it's like 12 o'clock. I haven't gotten an email. So I went back in, sent another email. Neither came. Mm. I'm like, it's like five minutes till kick till two <laughs> o'clock and I can't do anything. It won't let me upload. It won't let me do anything. 201, both emails came through. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, are you of course. serious? So what we have done, we created a team for Ebony that is comprised of... Um, Manchester United players present and past. Yes. Um, so that is going to represent Ebony. Um, for everybody that is involved in the podcast, um, it, was a, it was an interesting weekend. Um, Fulham had 67% possession and lost 2-0. Yeah. That was really frustrating. Uh, but it was a lot of fun uh, for me to sit here at London Bridge. And not have them turn on a computer. Yeah, and then just just to sit with, you know, like we had a large group of, uh, of Fulham supporters here. What? It was really great. So, you know, like Billy and Jake and everybody came through. Um, it was so much fun just to sit here. Um, Dave's an Everton supporter. Yes. Uh, Richarlison. Um, yellow card and a um, and two goals. Actually, scored the first. I'm like Joey Barton special, like <laughs> card card and a goal. Um, but he scored a brace. Um, for ten man Everton to uh to draw with Wolves. Yeah, that was fun. That was weird. Um, it was weird. Um, uh, Manchester United. Um, Paul Pogba six second run up. Yep. Um, got the goal. Uh, if he had dabbed all the way through that, I would have been a okay with that run up. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and then we have Kate. that was also a weird little tussle in between him and Alexis about taking the PK. Yeah, I mean, but, they oh didn't well. really play much together last year because yeah. I mean Sanchez got transferred in January, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Oh Pogba well. took it and he scored. Yeah, and that's what counts. Um, Arsenal did not win. No, um, they were lost you to expecting no- them to? Well, not really. Okay. Um, they lost two nil to yeah. Sorry, KP, but they lost two nil to Manchester City. Um, yeah. I picked up Benjamin Mendy. He's on my fantasy team. Um, shout out to uh, the Frenchman because I have I have Mendy and I have Ngolo Kante, and Kante scored a goal too, and that was really happy. Um, but Manchester, no, we're not talking about Manchester City. Uh, we're talking about Spurs. Spurs won two one. Yeah. Um, that's Chuck's team. Um, Spurs. To who do they even play? I don't even remember now. Uh, Spurs to Newcastle won. Oh. And DeAndre Yedlin got hurt. Oh, yay. Yeah. Woo. 
Whoa. Um, this weekend, it's Spurs and Fulham. Woo! Yeah, I'm really excited to see us throw out an, a goalkeeper that we also just signed. We looked like a team that, you know, played three, three, goal, three defenders that they had signed during the summer window and two of them that we literally signed two days before. Yes. We put them in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was troubling. Um, it was let's, frustrating. Let's talk about the real game of the weekend. Yeah, so we were talking about like what happened in England. We talked about Manchester United, but who boy. <laughs> there goes that man. <laughs> there goes that man. All right, so for those of you who haven't seen it yet, for which I'm going to say, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> if, and, or, I'm going to say what happened, and as soon as I say it, if you haven't seen it, I want you to pause this podcast and go watch the video and then come back and listen to the rest of it as we talk about this. All right, so first, here's the setup. Here's what happened. Wayne Rooney did not score a goal, but he assisted it. So I want you to go, if you haven't seen it yet, Wayne Rooney, DC United, assist Orlando. All right, pause. And then now let's continue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy shit. Ebony. So the funny, the worst thing about all of this is Orlando could have won that game. <laughs> he could have won. So they could have won. I'm Ten in, men, United, uh, Orlando, could have won that game I'm, because the keeper ran <laughs> up the field to, to be a part of that uh, that corner kick, which I don't understand why he even did that. I understand why you need the – I know I understand you need the, the win, but holy shit, it was why? A, it was a 2-2 game. It was a 2-2 game. It was the 95th minute, and you come out of your goal. You're going to get a why? point. So why? I'm in a group chat with a lot of friends. And there's two Orlando supporters in there. Um, and my favorite, uh, my favorite reactions. Um, first, one was um, Will Johnson not firing at an open net um, is grounds for termination. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite. And then second um, was just simply relegate my team, please. <laughs> I mean, Cos, did you see Cos, you? You're the one that tweeted out um, that put it in our group chat for the Cosmo. <laughs> for the Orlando to US <laughs> I was dying. So Cosmo, um the the LA um the mascot. LA Galaxy mascot who loves tacos. Um also l- listen, Cosmo's just a good follow just for the fact that every time there's a police chase in LA, <laughs> he's on Twitter about it. Yes. Every time there's a car chase, he's on it. Um <laughs> But yeah, he said he said Orlando to USL, which was the most fire of takes that I had seen, just for because he has no chill, no, no chill. It's not all. even in your division, <laughs> not even your division. All right, but what actually happened here was um, so Orlando took um took no, no DC. DC took a corner yes um and sent um ousted up yes. for it. And, of course, you know, the ball does not go into the net. Orlando starts a counterattack. Here comes Will Johnson down the wing. Here comes Wayne Rooney. Will Johnson, it looks like he's getting ready to fire. But and he here takes comes, a touch. He takes an extra touch. And here comes an improbable, impeccable tackle from Wayne Rooney. It was so on time, and it was so beautiful. Like, it, it was the it was the perfect English tackle in the fact that he won the ball, and he absolutely ran through Will Johnson <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and Will couldn't even say anything. No. Like, he got tackled. He's like, oh, yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I, I lost which is, the ball. Which is also shocking for Will Johnson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. So, But uh, it was a perfect tackle. And then here comes Wayne Rooney coming up the field. Takes like three touches. And a 40-yard cross oh. to Luciano Acosta to head it into the corner. 
to complete the hat trick. Yeah. <sighs> and so also one of my friends pointed out about how gassed Wayne Rooney was. Like literally all he could do to celebrate, just, he, gave a, a he gave up. a thumbs up. And it wasn't even a true thumbs up. He just turned to Ben. He's like, oh yeah, hi, hi. thumbs up. And then literally hands on knees. <laughs> Hands on knees. And then there's Acosta standing on top of the ad board, just all up in Barra Brava. Yes. That's glorious. It was, oh, my God. So they went to VAR because they're saying Acosta tripped a player. Oh, he totally oh, did. Oh, he did, but you can't <laughs> review that. That's not reviewing. You can't review that um, because he said, they said he stopped the counterattack. I'm like, no. Will Johnson stopped the counterattack when he went out wide, took an extra top, Took an extra touch, didn't pass it into the middle where there was also, like, Acosta may have tripped one player, but there was also two other ones running with Will Johnson. And he did not make that pass before he got to midfield. or he And he didn't just shoot. So he gave Wayne Rooney the opportunity. So you know what? If I was VIL, I would be like, um, he's just an idiot. Right. So good goal. So this was this was a counterattack that Orlando had three players going on. There was Will and there were two other players. There was one in the middle and one on the right side. So there was worst, two in the middle. Yeah. Worst case scenario, Will shoots and he misses the net. And it ends in a two two draw. Right. Best case scenario, he shoots, he scores. Right. Good case scenario, he shoots. Ball doesn't get there, but one of his teammates does. Yeah. None of those things happen. None of those things happen. <laughs> like you <laughs> All three, all three of those scenarios ended with Orlando having a point somewhere. <laughs> Whether it was one or three, Orlando had a point. And, and they walked away with nothing. No points. Nothing. And it's not because Ben Olsen sent the goalkeeper up, <laughs> which is the funniest thing about this. Because Ousted had no shot None. at getting back. Like you see him, like he's not even running. He is jogging down the field. Like you look at the video, he is jogging down down the middle of the field. He, he knows figured, he's not going to get there. Because he figured they're going to score, game's over, whatever, and it doesn't happen. And here comes Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Like, that that last 30 seconds, because, I mean, they went to VAR, so I added another minute or two. Right. Which was insane. It That was probably, if, if someone ever says to you, the U the MLS MLS is not fun. Show them the last thirty seconds of that. Yes, game. please. And what's because they're wrong. What's so crazy to me is that just because I had an opportunity to experience what it's like to watch United score a late goal to win, is that just imagining the amount of fervor that it could have been just because of how massive that supporter section is. Oh, man. But also, let's talk about that supporters section because there were claims over the weekend about people falling because there's no safe standing in yeah. that section. Yeah, there is no safe standing. Yeah. That's, and it's steep. That's ridiculous. It's 2018. You just it's a built brand that, new, yeah. You just built that stadium. Why was safe standing for your supporters not the first thing on the list? At United, put in safe standing. They have no choice now. Two people got hurt. Yeah. Like, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And I mean, it's it's. I mean, safe standing is definitely the way to go, just because you know it is called safe standing. Stand, yeah. It's I mean, there. does it does it limit mobility a little bit? Yeah, but it also helps to ensure that you know people like, are safe. Right. While because standing? so for those of you who are unsure about safe standing, how it is, it's it's basically you have 
you have the steps terraces. Yes. Um, so you have this the steps, and you know, just like where the regular bleachers are, but instead of the bleachers, it's there's no seats. It's just bars, metal bars in front, so that way you don't fall over. Well, actually, so if like. I don't know if you've been to the Orlando Stadium. Oh yeah, that's right, guys. They have the chairs now. They have, come out of them. They like the chairs are up against the the ta- like um the steps. Yeah. So they fold in and out. But I mean the bars stay there, but that gives you extra extra seating. Right. But the, that's cool. The important part is that there is the bar to make sure that you do not fall. Right. So that's, that's the best part. That's the best part. That's the that is the part. I'd give I'd <laughs> give up everything to not have to worry. About falling down three rows onto other people. Yes. So. Yeah. I want to jump. I want to have fun. I want to not be scared of falling. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, are we missing anything? We didn't have any questions this week, did no, we? No, because we had a guest. Yeah, we did have a guest. He yeah. was a really good guest. Yes, he was. He is my favorite guest so far. <sighs> Which is not to dismiss any of our other really great guests. But Nipun Chopra is now. Um, you both can. He's be... he's one double A, and then everybody else is one A together. <laughs> so you both can be wrong about your hot dogs together. What have I always said? It's it's a meat in between a bun, in between bread. That's what he said. That's what I've been saying. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Ebony. Um, over under 66.67%. What's the chances that we get six points this weekend? Well, I said a tie for Indy. You did. (laughs) And a win win for the courage. So, So, yeah, you're at under. um, No, you said over under on 66.67. Percent chance. Oh. Yeah, so you're under. Under. I'm over because I had two wins. Yeah. Yeah. I really want I, I want all six points this weekend. I need all six I points. I need all six we points. We should have had all six points this <sighs> week. I know. Chicago. I know. Your shit referees. Um, okay. I'm not angry. Yeah. Um. Oh, since we did talk about Chicago, and I almost mentioned Chicago Fire, I'm really, I'm really frustrated. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this, but I'm really frustrated about the whole um, sector Latina Sector, uh, sector Latino situation going on. Yeah, It's really frustrating just for the fact that, I mean, sure, you had problems with Sector Latino before. Fine. You can't wholly ban an entire section and refund tickets and, can- and cancel tickets yeah. and say that, okay, well, you know, you're not around anymore. It's like somebody, like, if you're involved, it's not your fault, and you ban the entire group anyway. And then Section Eight has come in in support of Sector Latino. They've got support from the um, from the Independent Supporters Association as well. Yeah. And Section Eight has held a boycott of their own just because Sector Latino can't be involved, and the club refuses to talk to either one of the groups. And Section Eight got banned this weekend for their <laughs> match against um, uh, against Toronto. And it was funny because Section 8 tweeted out that the front office told us just to keep doing what we've already <laughs> been doing. Yeah, that was the best that was tweet. That was hilarious. But what's gotten worse now... Did you see what they did? They, I mean, I saw they took out the capo stand. They took out the capo stand and they've tarped yes. Section 101. They se- yep. And it, it really frustrates me because, like, Chicago... I, for those of you who know me, I am, I am an Illinoisan. I was born and raised in Illinois. Chicago Fire has been the club for me to follow. They came along in 97. I was six years old. And I didn't really follow, you know, soccer as much then. I played it, 
I didn't follow it internationally, but hey, you know what? There's that team in Chicago. They're my local team. That's the team I wanted to support. So I have never been close to Chicago really in my entire life. I've lived two and a half hours south. It's two and a half hours south of Chicago. I've never seen Chicago Fire play. The one chance I had to see them play, they played an Open Cup match in Peoria at Minin Field, and it was against Columbus, but because it was a Columbus game and everybody else got tickets ahead of time and I didn't get tickets in time and I was also young, so I couldn't drive myself. It was a long thing, but I didn't get a chance to go. So, like, I've never been really close to being a Chicago supporter. I've been a supporter from a distance. However, this is the team that I support. And to see them treating supporters in this fashion is really unbecoming. And for the fact of the matter that until they made the playoffs last year, because they had Bastian Schweinsteiger, and he was such a game-changer, and Michael DeLeo and uh, Dax McCarty all came in, you know, credit the front office for making those moves. They were great. But before that, Ebony finished dead last two years in a row. Yeah. Like, I was always joking every week, nobody draws like the Chicago Fire <laughs> because they set, they set a league record for most draws in a season. Yeah. And you come here... Three years after the fact, you finishing with the most draws ever in league history. And you finished last two years in a row. What gives you the authority to say, hey, you know what? We really don't actually like our supporters at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, what gives you the authority to come out here and say, okay, well, we had an issue with the supporter group. And you know what? We're going to collectively ban this entire group. And we're not going to talk about it. It's like, it's like a better... Better organized DC <laughs> incident. Because at least with, like, no, actually, DC, no, they they were both, well, they were both really bad. It was both really bad, but at least, like, United would talk. At least, yeah, at least United was in talks with Chicago Fire refuses to talk to either one of the supporter groups. Yeah. And it frustrates me because it's gotten to a, it's gotten to a point now where there's no, like, no actual, like, organized vocal support at Chicago Fire matches. Yeah. And the front office doesn't care. Yeah. That really, it, it hurts my feelings. It hurts, I'm as sure it, it hurts the players because they're like, well, why, like, these fans want to come see us. Right. But you're not giving them the chance. They've been with us through those, through those years of finishing dead last. Twice in a row. Twice in a row. And here we are, we're decent. And you're still now. You have this feud going with one, so now one is equal to all. So now you're not going to talk to any of our supporters groups. Why are the play? I also have a, I have a, like, I know players don't really get involved in those types of things. Yes, but I would if I was a player, and I'd be like, do you see the atmosphere you're causing? But I mean, former players have been talking oh, about yeah. this. Yeah. So it's it's gotten to it's it's way out of control at this point. And last week I took time to watch the fire in the Open Cup against Philadelphia, and they lost three nil. And I was talking to one of my friends about how you know Chicago has won the Open Cup four times. Yes. They have made the semis and the finals almost like the most out of any MLS side. And I'm like, we're never winning the cup again. And like it it felt I said that because it felt bad losing again in that manner because we've always like for the last few times that we've been there like it's been since 2007 since we've won the cup we won four times in the first 10 years of the club history and we're and like I, I really don't feel like we're gonna win it again but then 
when we lost 3-0, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually really glad because this club doesn't deserve anything right now. And that's really just how I feel right now as a fan. It's really it's, – it's so frustrating. And just for supporters in general, like, to, to look at a club – to treat their supporters that way. And the same thing with DC. Like, I loved going to DC. I was so, I was so glad that Barra Brava got their situation resolved and they were able to come back and do the thing that they love. And that's what Chicago is missing right now. I'm really upset. They're about missing it. the fans that love their team. Yeah. It's hard. How do you, like, you can't replicate that with, like, anyone, like, with anything else. So now you have empty sections where your fans tarped should sections. be. Tarped sections where your fans should be and they're not because. You have this horrible feud going, and it's not getting any better because none of you are talking. Well, not none of you. The front office is not talking. Refuses to talk. Re- exactly. They're refusing to talk t- to make the situation better so that everyone can get back to doing what they love, and that's supporting the fire. And that's the worst thing about all of this. Yeah. Is that no one is now supporting the fire. It, it hurts. It really hurts. Like those casual fans that come into the game – Shout out to them, by the way, because getting to Toyota Field is hard. Yeah, <laughs> getting there is hard. But I don't know. Like I'm, I'm going to bring the emotion train too close. <laughs> it's, it's coming to the station. But um, why are we always ending on an emotional train? I don't know. I it happens. Think, I don't know. But what we will say is, please come out this weekend. Yes. Support the courage. Have fun for me, please. Uh, I will. And then come out next Tuesday as we um, watch um, the dead whales play um, the baby bulls. Yeah. Um, so those are the things that are coming up. We'll be back next week to talk about the courage and the whales. Um, Ebony. Yes. So take a deep breath <sighs> and calm down. Yes. Who brings us here today? We're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company. That's right here in downtown Raleigh, tastybeverageco.com. They have the new Hop Fly cans in stock. Hotfly just now releasing their first batch of beer in cans. Super excited. Um, we're also a part of the Beautiful Game Network. Shout out uh, to Napoon from Sock Taste, also part of the Beautiful Game Network. That's at bgn.fm on Facebook and Twitter. We're also friends of the pod on Soccer and Sweet Tea. Hashtag SNST fam. Thank you. We're also on Patreon. If you like what you hear, every dollar counts. It's patreon.com slash weekend. I think that's it. Yeah, and we're also brought to you by Hot Dogs, the official sandwich right. of Six Point Weekend. All right. <laughs> I thought that was only at the beginning. What is this? Ah, I love it. Ugh. And Nipun Chopra says so, too. Uh, yeah. All right. Lynn agreed with me that it wasn't a sandwich, so that's all I need. I mean, everybody else has agreed with you. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Lynn I got my McCall. win. I got my win. <laughs> he got his, I'm, I'm he got his one it, guess. I'm going to take it to the bank. There we go. All right. Well, we will see you next week to talk about the whales and the courage. No, we won't be talking about the whales. We'll be in live game, unless it's going to be like a short halftime. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. Be, we'll be talking about the whales as they happen. Yes. Yes. It's going to be fun. It will be tons of fun. So we'll see you there. Um, Have a great weekend. Have a six-point weekend. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Later. Bye, Ebony. Bye, John.